y'all it's crystal and it's samantha and this is serial holic sisters spooky shit i don't know why i did that (laughs) i was like what the fuck are you waiting on (laughs) i was gonna say true crime shit then i was like well this isn't true crime it's our special spooky season halloween episode this this is halloween Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) uh i actually had that song stuck in my head earlier today it was great so did i so did i (laughs) It is our special Halloween edition, and this time, for the first time ever, we are going to release some listener tales. That's right. We have collected a few true account spooky tales, and we're going to read them to y'all and to each other because we don't know stories that the other one has. Get all the spooky vibes going on. I will say the very first um, episode, or very first episode, very first story, sorry. Oh, very I was like, first... how many episodes are we doing? No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I mean, very first story that I'm going to tell is actually not a listener tale, but I had to tell it because um, I'm sure a lot of people have heard it already, but it's, it's pretty creepy to me. It's kind of funny at the same time, um, having a, like a, a daughter, so... Um, I kind of want to, I want to jump in and do this one first before we jump into it. I was like, I don't know where this is going. So let's, all right, I want to hear it. So I'm going to start with a story that, you know, some probably heard on the news because it did get released to the news. Um, I don't know if you've heard of the Madonia family from Houston, Texas that found out that a frozen Elsa doll was inescapable. What? Was what? Okay. Inescapable. Like it's fucking haunted and shit? It is fucking haunted and shit. Oh my God. No, I did not hear about that. Okay. Well, okay. Like, this is so great. <laughs> so I found it a little funny, but it's also super creepy um, to me just because like everybody knows the Annabelle You're like, because story. there's like Elsa dolls all over my house because my daughter. <laughs> well, yes. That's kind of where, where I was going with. That's why I found it kind of, you know, a little humorous. Um, I do have a younger daughter and- and she loves Frozen. So um, it's kind of creepy. It is kind of creepy because, in fact, the doll that was haunted, she has one that looks just like it. I mean. <laughs> um, so, yeah. In 2013, Emily Madonia put on her Facebook, literally released it on her Facebook, that an Elsa doll that she had given her daughter kept finding its way back home after they tried to throw it away not once but twice absolutely not no (laughs) No. now now why did they try to throw it away well because it was fucking creepy right yeah yeah fair so the doll um would randomly recite phrases um it was made to do that it would randomly recite i was like oh i was like is it supposed to talk though (laughs) yes it's supposed to talk but it was randomly it would randomly recite phrases and like sing let it go every time you press a button on her necklace luckily we don't have any that talk i'm just gonna put that out there um and that's probably just like because i prefer not to get toys that like sing or make like make noise (laughs) (laughs) i've always been that mother like i fucking hate toys that sing <laughs> it's like no so no toys that make noise and no dog toys that are squeaky thank you very much yes so every time uh I, I remember when all my kids were a lot younger like babies our mother would buy toys that made noise and it would drive me nuts but she would always say well they're going to your house and they're not staying here so I'm like okay okay whatever but they'd find the way to like have their batteries removed because I hated it right uh, so I mean that's just 
it, it's annoying. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's annoying. Yeah. Um, but my kids loved them without the noise, so it didn't matter. But this specific one made noise. Well, her daughter had gotten it as a gift when she was only a year old. And, you know, after a while of pressing the necklace button, you wouldn't even have to because it would do it on its own. Nope. Even with the off switch on. No. So that is where it started getting creepy, you know, and they were like, okay, this is, this is enough. Well, they were cleaning out toys before Christmas so that they can make room for new ones, um, which we do that. You know, you purge toys to get rid of. Right. Yeah. To make room. And so when they were doing that, um, their daughter was helping them and she was like, yeah, it's okay to get rid of it. And they're like, okay, it's old. It had been colored on. And she said, Emily, the mother had Mm -hmm. said that it was even covered in germs. So they decided that they were just going to throw it in the garbage rather than donate it. I take it Elsa didn't like that. I don't think that Elsa liked that at all. Okay. Well, Matt, Emily's husband actually threw it away. No big deal. Threw it away. And then a week later, Matt was looking for something um, in their living room and had lifted up. They had a bench in there that had like, you know, the seat that lifted up. Mm-hmm. And when he lifted it up, he screamed for Emily to come check it out because Elsa was sitting inside the bench. Nope. And then I burned the bench to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> He was like, this is impossible. I know that I physically threw this away. Emily, you saw me throw it away. And there's no way that the kids had taken it out of the garbage. Well, they wanted to be sure. So they went ahead and still asked the kids. Mm-hmm. They were like, did you take this out of the garbage? And all the kids were like super confused. They were like, no, I didn't touch that. Why would I take that out of the garbage? The kids were like, why did you throw my toys away? <laughs> Matt and Emily actually argued about who was going to have to touch it to get rid of it. That's funny. (laughs) So, I mean, I'd be the same way. That's when you break the tongs out and then you just throw the tongs and everything away. Yes. (laughs) I was like, I would not be taking, I wouldn't be touching it. Well, Matt had finally gotten it in a garbage bag. Um, He didn't touch it. You know, he grabbed it with a garbage bag. Yeah. And he tied it super tight, took it out to the garbage outside. And actually threw it underneath a bunch of other garbage just to make sure it was taken out. Okay. He drove it to the dump. (laughs) (laughs) He did not. Okay. He did not. But he he physically watched the garbage take it, though. He put it under a bunch of bags in the garbage (laughs) and then sat beside the garbage until the garbage (laughs) truck came the next day. (laughs) Bitch, I would. (laughs) I would. I would do that. I would do that. But fast forward a little bit. So Matt and Emily and the kids actually went out of town. No big deal, right? And when they got back, their daughter says, Mom, I just saw Elsa doll back in the or in the backyard. No. And of course, they're all like super freaked out, right? Mm-hmm. Emily was very hesitant to go out there and look because it like just the words, you know, would make anybody just completely right pale and freak out and everything and they were like oh my god um (laughs) they're creeped out they're like are we gonna have to take some like drastic exorcism measures to decide to get rid of this well they go outside and sure enough Elsa was in the backyard Mm -mm. so they went through several different you know scenarios they were like do we have a neighbor that's fucking with us 
we have somebody else that's messing with us because they posted it on Facebook, right? Mm. So they're like, something, somebody's got to be fucking with us. Right. But rather than like take any, you know, drastic measures, they decided they were going to mail it to an online running friend in Minnesota without their return address. So he couldn't mail it back. (laughs) An online what friend? They had a, like, they did like marathons and stuff and they would go running. Okay. They had met. Yeah. So they just knew this guy because they all did marathons and they like connected online. They're like, yeah. And they're like, we're going to mail this off to him. And did they hate him? Like why? (laughs) I don't know. I really don't know. Of course. They ended up telling him, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. But Emily said, this is what creeped me out. Emily said that the doll laughed for 30 seconds straight while she was putting it in the box to mail. Oh, fuck that shit. No. She said that had never happened before. <laughs> this doll had never laughed before. <laughs> <laughs> she said if the doll comes back, she was going to have to be like open-minded and ask for some more like supernatural solutions to help um yeah but it did arrive safely to the home of chris hogan and he taped the creepy ass possessed doll to his brush guard on his jeep oh and he said if anything weird happens he was welding her into a steel pipe and sinking her in the lake of the woods (laughs) oh my god (laughs) but so far nothing weird has happened and and the doll is just a creepy decoration on his brush card that's creepy so i thought that was so like i said it was creepy but it was also kind of funny to me because i'm like can you just i'm just thinking of this doll that's like singing let it go right like all of a sudden starts talking and like you know demon type (laughs) or something no so that makes me think of let me i'm gonna scroll and find one one of the stories i got okay it's not a very long one but when I read this one, it reminded me of something that happened to me, kind of similar, but not really. So, okay, so I'm going to read this one real quick. So it starts out, true story that happened to me. Not really scary, but the coincidence was weird. Me and my mom, I love, I love, I love mom. I love when people love say it. mom. Me and my mom are going out for a couple hours. We hear weird music in the garage, but chalk it up to my brother working out. So we okay. come back a few hours later. Music is still going on. I'm like this is weird so we go investigate the storage space above the garage and we find this old santa statue that plays music oh hell no <laughs> the fact that it was turned on randomly is pretty freaky but we had thought that the batteries had been dead for years in it like it hadn't made sound in years again hell no <laughs> and my mom told me that it was a gift from our late grandmother who had died just a couple months before so that was that listener story which oh hell no that's fucking creepy and when i read it it reminded me of a slightly similar event that happened to me late one night when tyler was but a wee bay like when he was little oh i remember what you're okay go on so instead of a santa statue it was one of his toys that talked i remember this one because you told me all about this and i was like did you like throw it away (laughs) right so it hadn't made a sound in months like we thought the batteries were dead like we were like, finally, these batteries did. Like, it had not right. made a sound. Everyone except me was asleep. I was, like, still up. It was late one night. I was making my rounds. I walked into the room to check on him before I went to bed. And I almost, like, screamed because just, like, all of a sudden, this stuffed animal 
that was not motion activated and hadn't made a sound in months said hello as I walked into the room. Yes, I remember you saying that. It like freaked the fuck out of me. And that makes me think of that Elsa toy too. <laughs> That's what that reminded me of. And I was like, Boys. I like nope the fuck out of there so fast. Like I took, I took Tyler with me <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> we both slept in my bed that night. So <laughs> Did, have we told everybody about the, how your husband like sat up straight? I think bed? we did also. Oh, okay. Cause um, that was also creepy. I think I think she's got a ghost in her house that, like, is possessing her husband. <laughs> right. Also, newest thing that happened this morning when I was getting ready for work. It's nothing big, but I got up and he was still asleep. Like, he was laying in the bed snoring. So, I go into the bathroom. I start, like, I take my shower. I put my makeup on, do my hair, right. get ready for work. Come out of the bathroom. And he is now sitting up, like, crisscross applesauce in the bed, but with his head slumped over and he's snoring. Okay, I really do think that this ghost is possessing me. I was like, what the fuck? I like went over to him slowly and I'm like, hey. <laughs> I'm like, do you want to lay down? And like, I was trying to not he scare should. him awake. <laughs> Has he ever been tested for sleep apnea though? No, but he absolutely needs to be. Like, because you know, a symptom of sleep apnea is also sleepwalking and, and moving in your sleep. Well, he got something going on. Okay, because he, he got ghosts in his blood or something. I don't well, because I was like, <laughs> I'm wondering if he might have that though too. Now the talking and like weird, <laughs> like what he does that right? That's yeah, not no, that's weird. <laughs> that that's not normal. <laughs> so so um, a lot of my stories that I have, I have a lot of stories like that, but they're all they're they're not all, but a lot of them are short like that. Well, most of mine are pretty short too. They're not as short as that, but they're pretty short. But um, I'll get into the next one that I had though. So a girl named Brooke sent this one. Hey, Brooke. Um, she said, we were driving my friend's really old beat up Subaru through like a massive graveyard, which first of all, why were you doing that? <laughs> I was like, for why? <laughs> <laughs> well, we stopped and we walked down a hill that came across a little pond. And there was someone sitting on a rock on the other side of the pond. Okay. Um, the figure or person, as we believed, was like, wearing all black and we couldn't really make out any features other than it looked like a man wearing some like old style top hat oh it's a fancy mourner yes so we stupidly waved and shouted hi but he didn't look (laughs) which okay (laughs) she said stupidly because I would not (laughs) I think I would have just left the fancy mourner mourn on his own (laughs) right well he didn't look up or acknowledge us and he just like stayed still on this rock then all of a sudden he jumped to his feet and started running to us on the water (laughs) wait I'm sorry what but halfway through he vanished in thin air so of course my friends and I screamed and ran back to the car (laughs) of course yes but the car wouldn't start so we were already panicking oh my god and we heard something banging on the back of the car Mm-mm. and it wasn't like a constant bang but like every few seconds we heard it nobody was outside from what we could see but something was making a noise on the bottom of our car and no- nobody wanted to get out and check it out well yeah no so I went to call my mom to have her come and give us a boost but we couldn't because all of a sudden none of us had service. 
we tried starting the car for 30 minutes. We didn't want to flood it. So I was going to say, well, that's going to flood it. That's a terrible idea. Give, give it a break. Right. But we tried starting it for 30 minutes. Didn't want to flood it. And mm-hmm. the banging finally just stopped. But then we felt like a heavy pressure around us. That's not good. Finally, after a few more tries, we got the car to start. My friend hit the pedal so fast. We sped out of the graveyard. And as soon as we crossed the gates, all of our phones got self-service again. Mm-mm. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> First of all, one, why are you driving through a graveyard? <laughs> <laughs> Two, if you see somebody sitting on a motherfucking rock across from you in a graveyard, you probably shouldn't be there. <laughs> wow, that's creepy. All right, so my next one says, when I was around 12 or 13, I would often be left home alone after school, which like same. My parents and my younger sisters normally didn't arrive home for about an hour and a half, which is not same. We just all, all of us siblings were at home alone until they got home from work. Also, we, we were older. It's not like they left us there. Right, no, no, after we, we got older. home from school. Yeah. 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 So I normally didn't mind being alone, like I could eat whatever I wanted, watch TV at a loud volume without being yelled at and yell about how shitty my day was to my friends on Faith FaceTime without being interrupted. On that particular day, I walked in the door and dropped my bags. All I wanted to do was eat a fresh bowl of mac and cheese and cry. Oh, oh, that sounds like a really That's, bad day. I know. I'm sorry you had a bad day. I was exhausted. So I got to doing that. As soon as I began to boil the water, I heard the unmistakable. Oh, the unmistakable sound of somebody wearing big, heavy snow boots walking around downstairs. That's a no. No. That's no. mm -mm. I knew it couldn't have been anybody in my family because my father, who was always the first one home besides me, wouldn't be home for another hour or so. Even if he had gotten home early, he would have messaged me and I would have clearly heard the garage door open. So to stop myself from panicking, I told myself that the washing machine was most likely uneven and I should go and check on it. I turned no. the stove. Right. I'm guessing this was like the downstairs basement area or something like that. Again. Yes. That's what I was thinking. And I'm the like, washing machine must've been down there. I'm just sitting here thinking, first of all, if you hear noises like that, you do not go and check them out. <laughs> not if you're home alone. And also just think for a second. I know you're trying to rationalize it, but like does your washer wash all day long like who started that laundry when and also for real yes for real and also fuck yes (laughs) and also (laughs) your washer don't sound like that it doesn't sound like somebody's walking around oh they're like well maybe it's uneven you know sometimes my washer does all the time it it don't matter it don't sound like somebody's be walking around no mine sounds like somebody's like shaking the shit out of my washer (laughs) that's what mine sounds like (laughs) that's called poor people syndrome (laughs) so so, let's see going down to check on it I turned the stove off which is smart because I totally would have forgot to do that I've been like (laughs) (laughs) good job for for not burning your house right (laughs) I turned the stove off and just in case somebody was breaking in I grabbed a giant kitchen knife and went downstairs also good good Mm -hmm. job good job so the washing machine wasn't even running my brain basically froze I stood in front of the stairway for a good minute trying to figure out what I'd heard trying to put some kind of calming explanation behind it all of a sudden the room went freezing cold 
and I felt somebody standing behind me. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. When I felt whoever this was breathe down my neck, it was over. I full-on sprinted up the stairs, not only hearing footsteps behind me, but also hearing heavy breathing. When I got to the top of the stairs, I remembered I was holding a knife, so I spun around to teach this motherfucker not to go into other people's houses, and when I did, nobody was there. Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I when as- it went cold, I would just be like, please don't kill me, please don't kill me, please don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of intruder makes it go cold? You know what kind? Ghost is this? <laughs> Ghost is <this>. <laughs> <laughs> The paranormal kind. Yes. <laughs> I assumed that the intruder had retreated downstairs, so I locked myself in the bathroom and I messaged my dad. He told me to stay put and to not make any loud sounds. When I asked him if, he sh- if I should call 911, he said no. So I sat there in the bathroom trying not to cry. Time Why? out. Why did he say no? What I was thinking that. What kind of parent would say no? But maybe he was like, well, maybe he was like, I'm on my way. I'm calling them right now. You just stay there and be quiet. Like maybe he didn't want them to make sound is my thinking. So I sat there in the bathroom trying not to cry. Suddenly I heard the sound of the heavy boots again, but this time they were walking up the stairs. I quickly messaged my dad to see if he was home. And he said, no, I felt my stomach drop as the footsteps came closer and closer until they were right outside the bathroom door. I could see a shadow of this person's feet in the crack underneath the door. I could hear heavy breathing. I was terrified. Then I heard the sound of the garage door opening. A rush of relief filled my body, and I heard the heavy boots run what sounded like into my parents' room. My dad checked the entire house. There was nothing, no broken windows. All the doors and windows were locked. And, of course, there was no intruder anywhere to be found. But the entire basement was trashed. There was stuff all over the floor. Like you couldn't even walk around. My dad joked about how it was my imagination and said that I was just being paranoid. And to this day, I still can't explain what happened, but I know what I heard and I know what I felt. How can you joke and say it was when the basement was trash? Right. So that's okay. So why? That's what I was thinking. Okay. I had a few questions because I was like, wait, wait, exactly that. Why would the dad say it's your imagination if the basement's trashed? Like, were you both imagining the mess? Like, come on, bro. I don't understand. Also, what we had talked about, why did he tell you not to call 911? Which then I thought, well, maybe to try to be quiet because he thought it was an intruder. Maybe the dad's possessed and being told not to <laughs> do it. Right. Or maybe he, like, had 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 some kind of encounter before or similar. And I don't know. I don't know. That was so, so creepy. That was if, creepy. It's so creepy. If it was an intruder that thought like nobody was home and broke in like ransacked the basement and then chased you up hair upstairs that's like super terrifying oh but yeah also i would never want an intruder and it was just like a creepy ass ghost stomping around that's and mouth breathing on you ew what the hell i would lit yeah gross but that's fucking <laughs> terrifying and disgusting but also like i would never want to stay home alone again ever no, no and i don't know which one of those scenarios is creepier honestly the intruder or the heavy breathing ghost yeah so i have um a short one well actually i'll go to this one first because you just talked about this uh intruder one and i have one that's actually similar to that kind of um so this story was it says um when i was in high school before cell phones were super common 
my friends were going, so that had to have been like early 2000s. Probably. I was like, what are you going to say? Yes, I would say early 2000s because I graduated in 04 and some people had cell phones, but the majority didn't. I had a cell phone and I, but I had to pay for it myself, you know, but I, I had a cell phone in high school and they weren't super common when I was in high school. Oh, it's really, <laughs> I know, but I had to pay for it. I had to pay for it. Anyways, when I was in high school, before cell phones were super common, my friends were going to come over to pick me up from my house. We had plans for them to come by at like seven that night. But at six, my parents said I had to go with them to do something. And I completely forgot to call my friends and tell them that I couldn't meet them and not to come. Okay. Well, they came over to my house at seven, but nobody answered like the door or anything like that. And there was four of them. They were all in the car. And before they actually left, all four of them told me the same exact story. They said they were just about to pull out of my driveway but they saw someone peeking through the blinds from the bedroom on the top floor where my room was. Mm -mm. No, I don't like it. They thought it was me messing with them. So they stayed in the driveway and they watched the window. They're like, look at this bitch ghosting us. You don't want to come out with us? Fucking right. (laughs) They watched the window and it happened like five more times. Someone peeking through. They Uh -uh. said they even saw the person's eye. Oh, just one eye <laughs> well like when you're right peaking, oh my you god know? that get that gave me chills I don't like that Mm-mm. well my, my parents and I got home at probably like 7 10 7 15 so shortly after I was supposed to meet up with them and my friends were still in our driveway and one of my friends came over to the car to tell me they thought I was messing with them and asked who was staying in my room I told them nobody and they were like well who was at your house then they're like bitch somebody is in your room (laughs) and I said nobody and their faces went really pale they said they had seen someone repeatedly over the last 15 minutes Mm -mm. my parents thought someone had broke in so you know they immediately called the cops right cops came inspected the house no signs of a break-in nothing was touched and the alarm was still set oh my god nobody could have broken in nobody could grasp or make sense of any of it the entire situation was very eerie and all four of them said they definitely saw somebody in the window there was no doubt in their mind and I would never sleep in that room ever again ever again Mm -hmm. ever again that is fucking creepy that gave me chills when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So my next one um, starts, my parents were newlyweds and had moved into the townhouse next to my grandparents. We used to live in a very superstitious country. So one of the older tenants had told my mom to leave out a snack and some water for the lady of our house. Oh, that's, that's creepy to me, but okay. Well, a little bit, but also sweet. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like really thoughtful, but at the same time, like. 
why? <laughs> because you don't want to piss her off. <laughs> I know, but I'm like, like, why am I here? Not like, why? Leave them out. <laughs> like, why am I here, though? <laughs> so they said, um, leave out a snack and some water for the lady of the house. But, you know, just so she didn't cause any trouble. Okay. Apparently, the old tenants that lived there before them used to do that. So mom did as she was asked, because what's the harm? So she left a bun and a glass of water out every day. One day, two to three a, years later. A bun? A bun. What kind, what kind of snack is a bun? Okay. <laughs> well, it's from, like, it's a different country. So I don't know what country. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Okay. I, I want to guess a bun. I'm going to say, like, maybe Britain, England. I don't know. Okay. I'm probably way off. Anyways, I'm sorry. <laughs> One day, two to three years later, my mom was watching me and my dad playing out in front of the house from the living room. Okay. Something moved in the garden bushes to the left. So she turned her head to see what it was. There stood a lady in a white dress. She was smiling at me and my dad. She then looked at my mom, smiled, and vanished. My mom would have written it off as a hallucination if my aunt hadn't also come into the living room and seen the lady too. Oh, snap. Okay. Is the door opening? It didn't look like it. Why are you freaking me out? <laughs> because I thought I heard a creak. I was like, is there a door opening in your room? No. Okay. I'm freaking myself out, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. Yeah. So the aunt saw it too. So that's creepy. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. So now I have to get on to a different one that I was given before I do this other small one. I keep about to give you this small one, but yeah. then your story resembles some of mine. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. So I'll, I'll give you this one that Eric sent in. Hey, Eric. Also, My I, I'm not giving names because a lot of mine were just like anonymous people. So that's why that. No, thing. that same here. Most of mine were, but I did have a couple that had names in they. So and then Eric, I got a few from some awesome people on Reddit too. So. Same, same. Eric, in 2000, my wife and I had just purchased a large old Victorian style home to have room for our three kids. We had a two-year-old, a five-year-old, and a seven-year-old. Okay. And early one spring morning, I was half asleep and I opened my eyes slightly, seeing a woman in an early 1900 style yellow dress with flowers smiling at me. She told me, don't worry, the children will be safe here. Oh. Still mostly asleep. I can remember thinking, okay, good. <laughs> you know? <And> then, <laughs> I feel like I would have been a little worried though still because like, why wouldn't they be? <laughs> he was just like, okay, good. And then went back to sleep. Then like the realization hit me and I sat straight up fully awake. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the woman wasn't there. Now fast forward to next spring. So a year later, I was teaching at a local middle school and was in the break room with like a number of people. All of them were leaving the room, except an old, older lady that was a teacher's aide at the school at the time. She had been really good friends with the previous owners of the house that we had purchased the house from. And they had young kids too, but they had moved because of a job opportunity, which was, you know, good for them because they got to buy the house. Right. She made some small talk with me and asked me how I liked the house. 
Well, I told her it was great and it was perfect for the kids. And she looked me straight in the eye and said, have you met the woman in yellow yet? Oh, no. I nearly shit my pants. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, of course I had to tell her my story. And she told me that one of the little girls who had lived there previously with their friends, Mm -hmm. like friends, little girls or whatever, had told her about the lady. And she told her that the lady had kept her from getting hurt multiple times. Oh my gosh. So she was like protecting them though. So it's really sweet, sweet, but it's also like, holy fuck. Right. Oh my God. That's so creepy. (laughs) But also sweet. I'm so confused. (laughs) So that actually reminds me of a story that I have. Okay. (laughs) So, but this one is not as sweet. So. Oh. Just for context, my first duty station was built in the mid-1950s. There are a couple of lodging buildings that are from that era and then a few newer lodging buildings that were finished in 2012. I stayed in one of the old buildings for a few months. I have sleep paralysis every once in a while, but Mm -hmm. usually I'm not super terrified. I know I've had that happen to me twice ever, and it's so creepy. It is the worst feeling ever. So... After you tell this one, I'll tell you my experience in it the last time I had it. Because I've had it a couple times, too. Mm-hmm. It's just when you're... It's it's fucking creepy. I'll tell you what it was. Yes, it is creepy. So I was having a dream that a figure with long white hair over their face was standing over slash behind my shoulder. In the darkness, I opened my eyes and I saw something light, lightish, like white colored over me. I was nervous and asked it, can I help you? Then I realized it was a lampshade. (laughs) And they wrote LOL. (laughs) So fast forward, I was talking to a coworker of mine and he mentioned he had a few paranormal experiences in both the old and newer lodging buildings. He said while he was in one of the old buildings, he was taking a nap and he woke up to a burning pain on his legs, pulled the blankets back and said that he had fresh scratches with beads of blood coming out like a cat scratch almost there was nothing under the blankets like nothing that would have scratched him under there another time while he was in the new building he was in bed like dozing about to fall asleep and sounds like another instance of sleep paralysis but he quote-unquote dreamed that he got out of bed and looked towards the front door he said he saw an old woman with long white hair covering her face standing in front of the door inside of his room. So kind of just like what the other dude saw that was like, oh, it's a lampshade. No. So then he said he blinked his eyes and in an an instant, she was face to face with him. Oh, fuck no. She slowly raised her arm and pointed at the mirror on the wall and whispered, that's how we go from room to room. Oh, hell no. (laughs) Right? Absolutely not. So when I first read it, that last line, like, like I have it again. It's like full body chills. I do not like Same it. Same <laughs> here. That actually, that actually made me, my stomach like turn a little bit. Yes. Like, and, what the fuck? And I've definitely heard like more than once that mirrors are like a portal or like a doorway. You know, I've heard that too. Mm-hmm. So that's so crazy. And it makes me want to remove every mirror in my house. So oh, great. I'm like literally looking in my room thinking <laughs> I want to move all of these now. But then if I remove them, I'm going to leave my house every day looking like a hot ass mess. I know. I mean, not a hot 
ass mess, just like a straight mess. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. <laughs> Take the word hot out for me. Right. It's just, it's just girl, you messy. <laughs> so my sleep wore off. So I actually went in full panic mode. I don't know if I told you about this. I, and I chalk it up as like just a really, really deep dream at this point, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that's kind of what it is, you know? And so my husband, had got up to go to work, went to work. Um, he always tells me bye before he goes, which he did. And my big dog, he's so big. We don't let him sleep in the bed with us at night. Like he'll sleep right next to me on the floor. Right. But the minute Dallas leaves, he's up on the bed. Exactly. That's exactly what Jax used to do too. But he always like, he's like a protector. Like he'll always have his head on me and and watch, you know, things. Mm -hmm. Anyways, it was super early in the morning because he goes to work earlier than me. But my dog had got up really fast and ran out of the room. And he really did do that. Which he does sometimes because when the cats are out, you know, he'll right. talk with them. Yeah, um, yeah. He'll hear them making some kind of noise and go, oh, it's time to play with them or whatever. Right. So he had got up and I went to get up, but I couldn't move. And then when I went to step on the floor, I felt someone grab my ankles. It, of course, it's a dream, right? Mm-hmm. So I felt somebody grab my ankles. And literally take my arms and like slowly put me down on the ground and tell me not to move. Mm-mm. And um, they were dressed in all black and everything. And like, I, I remember not being able to move for a, t- a solid, probably two minutes. And then all of a sudden, like I woke up and was, was like, okay, but I couldn't go back to sleep. I freaked out. Shadow wasn't with me. And I like called Shadow's name, got him in there grabbed the, my phone and turned the flashlight on to make sure nobody was like yeah. in my room. Yes. But it was Ugh. the worst feeling ever. Like it's so still, it's so creepy. I hate that feeling. I still can vividly remember I like really honestly felt like somebody was in my house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was the most terrifying thing that I've ever felt in my life. So I had, I've had two episodes ever. And the first one, do you remember when we lived in that really, really crappy house on Macon, like in the alley behind the fish market oh, and the yes. bar yes. where, where like crime ran through our house. Like literally one time somebody was running literally. through the cops and they literally the cops chased them through our house, guys. This was a bad area. Anyways. It was a very bad area. <laughs> <laughs> Look where we've gone from there. <laughs> If you guys have ever watched the show Shameless, that's what it was. <laughs> we were living there, like absolutely, we literally, literally living, living in a house like that. So, Which we don't like. We're not shaming our parents by all means. It was oh, what we could. I was like, where are you going? We, no, no, no. What we could live in at the time. Yeah, that's what they found afford. something safer. <laughs> right, and we did not live there very long at all. No, we weren't there very long when that but... happened. It was it wasn't long after we. <laughs> we moved from there. Right. But they were we, like, oh, we should probably go. <laughs> we should probably dip. But like my first time happened when, when we were there, which I was very young because mm-hmm. Sean was like a baby. And yes. so I had to been like five, six, maybe five, yes. five or younger because we moved um, when I was in, oh, maybe a little older. You were older because I still remember living there and, and you're four years older than me but I still remember living there because I still 
like vividly remember that that house had ugly blue cement stairs going up onto the like porch. a bluish gray yes yes and it had the most god-awful carpet in the dining room of ever yes yes so we lived in a room it was a one bedroom too like all four yes. of us shared one room so we had a bed one on room. each wall and I remember laying in bed one night and I was asleep. I thought I was asleep and but then I felt like I woke up and this room that we were sleeping in for some reason had two doors there was a door coming in from like one room like the living room or something and then there was a door going the other way and so there's two exit entrances into this room and I vividly remember like waking up like opening my eyes not being able to move anything at all and then seeing like three cloaked men just like glide across the room from one door like all the way across the room to the other door and just like glide back out and then once they left the room I could move again so that was like fucking creepy as shit and then the second time was in this house, but I didn't see anything. I just like woke up and couldn't move for like a long couldn't time. Move. Well, yeah, it seemed like a long time to me, but the, the second time I had one, it was kind of the same way. Like, I don't remember seeing anything or anything like that. I just couldn't, I couldn't move, but fucking creepy, creepy. fucking creepy. So I'm going to do this really small one that I was given. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of sweet, but it's also like, what the fuck? Oh, okay. Um, so when I was very young, we lived in a house that had had the usual like ghost type activity, you know, hearing footsteps, hushed voices in the next room. But the really cool thing that we had uh, was this basement door. It would, and when I say cool, I don't think it's cool, but they put cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, it would open on its own. <laughs> that's not that's cool. Not, that's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> so you, do, not- you do you, boo-boo, but no. <laughs> and I'm not to- I'm not talking like open an inch or two. I'm talking full on swing open like somebody was walking through it. Mm-mm. Well, our parents tried locking the door, but it would still swing open on its own. And by the time I was learning to walk, so she was when she, the person telling the story was a like little. Yeah, but she was told this obviously, but she was like, by the time I was learning to walk, my dad was concerned I would fall down the steps. So he went down into the basement and just said out loud that he had a younger daughter upstairs and could they please be careful with the door? Oh. Ever ever since then, the basement door would open and then slowly shut on its own. Oh my God. Well, that was very sweet of the ghost to mm-hmm. be like, okay, he's right. Yeah. And that, but that's also, also creepy. They were like, and he was like kind enough to communicate with us that he did not want us to cause his toddler to fall down a flight of steps please please don't please don't well that's kind of sweet thanks ghost all right so my next one is it starts so I used to live in this house with my my parents and younger brother that was like a fairly small ranch okay basically through the front door was the living room and then off to the left was an l-shaped hallway with three bedrooms and a bathroom the floor creaked every time you took the corner past the first bedroom in the hallway, which was my bedroom. So I would always know when someone else was walking around, like up and walking around. At the time this happened, I know my parents were asleep and my brother was gone for the night. Well, one night late at night, probably around 1.30, my now wife and I were laying in bed just talking. All of a sudden, we noticed the living room light came on because we could see the light under the door. However, we didn't just see the light. You could clearly see where someone was standing outside the door 
because the light was blocked where someone's feet would be. Oh, hell no. We both just stared at each other and were silent. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I feel like that would be my reaction. Right. (laughs) My eyes would be so wide and I'd just be like, I'd be like, are you going to go? Because I'm not going to check it out. (laughs) So (laughs) that makes me think of every time like my dog barks super like three o'clock in the morning or something Mm -hmm. because he's dumb sometimes and we'll look out the window and see a cat and he'll bark I'll like smack my husband awake and make him go look (laughs) (laughs) like bitch what is that (laughs) I'm like go fucking look I'm not getting up I'm not going and looking (laughs) Uh, so after what seemed like an eternity the light flipped off and we didn't hear the footsteps walking away from the door or any other doors closing What makes it even more unnerving is the fact that you had to flip a lamp on to get into the living room and the lamp made a big loud click when you would turn it on. So definitely something you would hear in the silence in the middle of the night. Right. We never heard the lamp click off. When I asked my parents in the morning if either of them had been up, they said no, like they were both asleep all night. This is definitely not the first time something strange like that happened in that house, but the first time that I had a witness experiencing it at the same time. Oh, hell no absolutely not like I would have not been sleeping at all that night like at all (laughs) well I'm awake (laughs) I am I am now awake forever so this one um is actually a twin story so there was one time several years ago my identical twin and I were about 11 or 12 and we had one of our first real creepy experiences together I didn't think much of it until today when we both talked about it because it was just so creepy to us And we're almost 21 years old today. Happy almost birthdays. (laughs) My twin and I were born in a house built in the mid 1800s or raised in a house, not born in the house. Sorry. I was like, oh, how old are you guys? You said 21? Okay. (laughs) Built built in the mid 1800s. And we actually still live there now. It used to be um, like a mini hospital. And our garage actually used to be like an old schoolhouse in the early 1900s. Oh, that's cool. It even still has the furnace in the classroom and teacher's office and living area, like in their house. In the garage and stuff? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. So usually you would think like a house built that long ago would have like its history and it would be haunted. Okay. Right. But honestly, we never really got that vibe from it. It felt constantly creepy, but nothing obviously you know, paranormal happened until then. Right. I think as kids, we wanted to think the house was haunted because it just felt like it should be. Makes Um, sense. It has an upstairs, an extremely creepy, unfinished basement with a root cellar, tons of little cubbies and little doors leading to like Coraline, like crawl spaces. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) But despite that, it actually wasn't too bad. We just love to creep ourselves out. Okay. Anyways, we were in the dining room, and if you can imagine it, right off of the dining room was the kitchen, and from the dining room into the kitchen, you can see the laundry room door in the kitchen, and the laundry room door also led to the basement, which I can actually picture that because if you guys have ever watched, like, American Horror Stories, the very first season with the mm-hmm. creepy haunt, like, ghost, the ghost murder house. murder house, right? Is that what the was? Yes. It was kind of like an old-style home, and- it has like a dining room into a kitchen, into a laundry room, into a basement. Right. 
So the door from the dining room into the kitchen was open, but the laundry room door was closed and we could see that from where we were sitting at the dining room table. And at that moment, we were drawing and doing homework and our parents weren't home. And I remember Human by Christina Perry was playing. Oh, <laughs> I still can't. Li- I still can't listen to it to this day. Oh, God. Yeah. The only so- song like that that I remember playing like a specific time that was playing like that was remember when I had my white car and I wrecked her and you still can't listen to this no I can listen to it but I always think about how ironic it was that I was blasting don't stop by Kesha (laughs) 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 it was turning left at a light as it was turning yellow and I was like don't stop and then the car also didn't (laughs) stop (laughs) that is ironic yeah Um, but she still can't listen to it to this day. And she said from the living room TV, we hadn't known until we talked about it just recently, but we both have been just kind of looking at the door a lot and we felt like we couldn't keep our eyes off of it for too long. And this was strange because we'd never really been scared of that door during the day. And this was during the day (laughs) and especially when it was closed. Right. Yeah. Because then it wasn't creepy. We were only scared of it at night, but we had both been eyeballing the door and hadn't said anything to each other or noticed the other one doing it, like looking at it the same. I remember thinking, wouldn't it be creepy if I looked up and the door was open? Oh my God. Yes, it would. And I looked down to keep drawing. And then when I looked up, the door was open. Uh-uh, no, <laughs> that particular door makes a lot of noise when it opens too. And we heard absolutely nothing, oh but it was God. wide open. No, no. So <laughs> my twin had also apparently looked up from the drawing and saw it too. We both didn't even, sorry. <laughs> what did you look at? <laughs> I have a bag on my dresser and it like moved for a second, but it's the fan. The fan. Okay. It just caught my eye. That's okay. I was I was, like, I'm sitting in the closet and the closet door is directly behind me. So I can I see it behind me and the video because we're doing a Zoom video, guys. Right. And I keep feeling like it's going to open and I'm like freaking myself out. <laughs> well, my twin had apparently looked up from the drawing and saw it too. And we both didn't even say anything at or look at each other. Didn't skip a single beat and ran outside. I remember feeling this horrible, terrifying feeling for the first time, like a tingling in my scalp and heart all throughout my arms. It felt even scarier that it wasn't just me. My twin saw it too. I was scared shitless and we didn't stop running until we were a little ways down the road away from the house. Oh my God. Even left the front door open. And what happened may seem kind of silly to someone else, but- my twin and I have always had this really strange connection and we don't have to even speak to each other. And we just know what the other one is thinking and feeling. And that moment really felt significant because who gets scared of an open door? I almost felt like it <laughs> Me? Was, I do. <laughs> I do too. Um, I almost felt like it was some kind of like sixth sense or might just be that we both felt the same thing, whatever it was. And it seemed like every significantly creepy experience we had in that house was when we were both together. I might add no one opened the door no one came home and there was no wind it wasn't really possible in a house with no steady moving air I don't know I feel like the story was worth telling and maybe somebody had a similar story or something to say about it um what I have to say about it is oh my fucking god like (laughs) (laughs) so I 
I've heard I've heard a lot of twins have like almost like a like a a connected type sense I almost said psychedelic psychic like connection almost yes (laughs) it's like um, a psychedelic hippie connection (laughs) yeah that (laughs) that. no like I've heard a lot of like psychic type connections between twins and them like knowing what each other are thinking and like that kind of thing yeah yeah that's creepy absolutely not I hate it as soon as you said I thought it'd be creepy if I looked up and the door was open I was like no I hate that I hate that thought (laughs) (laughs) I know where this is going and I hate it thank you (laughs) okay so my next one goes my paternal grandparents gave me a Mary had a little lamb music box when I was around five or six I played with it so much that the felt on the bottom came off and the top figurine part was like wobbly It had its place on a shelf in my room. In middle school, around eighth grade or so, my grandpa passed away unexpectedly. One night I fell asleep and my music box played about six notes. It kept doing that over a small period of time, so much so that dad ended up taking it out of my room. The only time it would do that after that is when I was alone. Fast forward 20 years, my grandma was downsizing and I got all of her music boxes which like Danielle got like so many of Grandma Connie's music boxes in her room and they creep her out. (laughs) She did too. Yes. (laughs) Years later, my grandma passed at the age of 95. One music box that was not a windup would start playing about six notes. No. I knew that she was telling me that she was there and that when I was younger, it was my grandpa telling me the same thing. Even now, on occasion, one of our music box starts to play. And then they go on to say, when I was 21, my mom's mom died. I was pregnant at that time, and she was against me having the baby initially. But then she called me on my birthday, and we talked about it. We came, like, we came to like an agreement where like, we were in the same place. She ended up passing the following month. Dad and I drove down to Culver City, where she lived, and I was staying in her room. I woke up to her standing at the foot of the bed. It was so peaceful and reassuring, especially since she had made peace with my decision to have my own son at that time. So that's like fucking wholesome as hell, but still creeps me out. Like it's like guardian angel type vibes, but also please don't stand over my bed when I'm sleeping. (laughs) I know. I know we said we'd haunt each other, but I wasn't, (laughs) I wasn't really meaning it. Like, I mean, haunt me when I'm like awake and ready for it. Like not when I open my eyeballs from asleep. (laughs) Okay. So the next one that I have um, says, so for context, The town that I used to live in has frequently been referred to as the most haunted town in Australia. And I used to work in a bar on the town's main street with parts of the building being like over 100 years old. Okay. So this bar, according to the stories, had three ghosts that live in it, mostly in the old upstairs area that was no longer used as a public space and just as storage. Well, none none of these ghosts were at all like malicious but staff staying back late to close such as myself would have like sightings or encounters okay now that being said the only time I was ever remotely unsettled by any encounter was with that of a young boy who according to the stories had died in a fire 
So in this upstairs storage room was an old photograph of this boy. And to put it simply, he moves in the photo. Uh -uh. Now, Now he never moves while someone is watching, but you would look at the photo, look away for a second. And when you look back, the boy would be in a completely different position. What? So I saw this happen on several occasions. And the only reason I know it wasn't a trick or just me going crazy is due to the several of the bar staff, both past and present, have confirmed seeing the same thing. Now, I don't think it's anything bad, just that this boy is playing around, but it's just like really creepy as hell. What? That is creepy. No, I don't like that. (laughs) Okay, so my next one starts when I was around 10 or 11. I had kind of a spooky occurrence. So every Christmas, my family on my mom's side would come over for dinner and gifts since we lived in a bigger house at the time. Okay. We had a staircase that had a door going halfway up the stairs. And on that day myself and my brother decided to try and scare our little cousin by saying that there was a ghost that lives up there (laughs) well that's mean (laughs) (laughs) of course we'd never experienced anything at all until that day we were at the bottom of the steps just trying to be like scary and freak him out when almost on cue all three of us looked as the doorknob slowly turned and the door opened to reveal nobody there Yeah, that's a fuck no. (laughs) Needless to say, we all booked it out of that room and ran as fast as we could. I kind of call it karma for me and my brother. Which, like, yes, same. (laughs) I mean, yes. (laughs) My story gets a little more interesting as when we finally moved from the house, my parents had a lot of people ask us what it was like to live in a haunted house. Okay, first of all so it says that experience was the only one that I or anyone in the family had had while we were there and we were all just so shocked to be asked by so many people we still find it weird that nobody said anything about that to us when we lived there or how they knew it was haunted weird or rude rude thank you that's so rude <laughs> like what like, first of all before somebody ever even bought the house I'd be like hey did you know it was haunted right <laughs> Especially if it was your quote-unquote friends. (laughs) Bitch-ass bitches. Right. Like, what what if something had happened? Something, like, terrible would happen to y'all? Like, how would they have lived with that? That, But also, they do. It is karma. Because you shouldn't be trying to scare your little fucking cousin. (laughs) The fact that this ghost decided to, like, dish out instant karma. Like, instant ghost karma. When they were trying to scare their cousin is amazing. Like, that's that's what kind of ghost I want to be. Like, I don't want to just go around scaring people unless they deserve it. Not saying that this person, like, deserved to be scared by the ghost. But, I mean, <laughs> you were trying to scare your cousin. So, I'm just going to be a ghost that, like, goes around and serves karma when needed. <laughs> that's, what you, that's what you get for being a bitch. <laughs> so, I've got another one that was kind of short that I was going to read real quick, too. So, here's mine. It's not mine. That's what this person wrote. So, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> when I was a kid, my grandparents lived in a different state from me. So every two or three years, we would go visit for a week or so. Oh, hey, Shadow. (laughs) Hey, sweet baby Angle. (laughs) He he likes to cuddle. (laughs) He's like trying to cuddle all up on Mama. (laughs) Except he literally not. Oh, my shit down. (laughs) Sorry. Take that out. (laughs) Nope. Okay. He didn't, he just knocked you, just knocked the computer down. It's fine now. <laughs> I, I had pet his head because he was sitting right next, like laying right next to me. He's like, oh, 
he came to attention. Right. <laughs> and he like and then he just like, like slid burrows. up your face. <laughs> he, he burrows. He he's a mama's boy, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so they lived far away. So every two or three years they go visit the grandparents for a week or so. Okay. They lived kind of out in the country. So there weren't any neighbors real close or random people just walking by the area or anything like that. Anyways, next to their house, which was actually a trailer that was moved out there, was this big, creepy, abandoned, falling apart house, like right next to it. (laughs) This house, (laughs) this house looked exactly like what you picture a haunted house to look like. Okay. But, But beyond looking creepy, it also was creepy. So a couple of examples are hearing weird noises coming from it, like scratching and banging noises. Also, it um, had basement windows on the very bottom that were all broken out. And we would throw rocks and even bricks in there sometimes, and you could never hear them land. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> because it's a portal to hell? I don't know. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Was it like an entire well underneath? No, but what? It says, but the creepiest thing that happened was when me, my two cousins, two brothers and sister were standing outside of it, just goofing off in the yard. All of a sudden, I happened to look up and at the very top of this house, probably the attic, but not sure, a light flicked on and off really quick. I kind of looked around (laughs) at everybody else to see if anybody else had saw it. And my oldest cousin was looking in the same direction it happened looking shook then he saw me looking at him looking i'm sure shook af myself and was like mm-hmm. did you just see that so i know i wasn't just seeing things nobody else saw it but because my cousin and i were freaked out so bad we decided to get my grandpa and tell him what we'd seen he thought we were crazy because for one like i said it was out in the country so no random and- people would have been there and also it's abandoned and no electricity. Right. And two, because it had been abandoned for so long, it obviously had no electricity. <laughs> so he decides to go check it out. No, grandpa. <laughs> right? Grandpa, no. <laughs> Sorry. But he, was like, he, he thought they were crazy, but he decided to check it out because they were so shaken up and adamant that they saw it. Like he wanted to like comfort them and be like, no, see, you're just being silly. Grandpa, you brave. Okay. <laughs> you a brave soul. So we follow him as he pries back the door with some tools. It took a Time few out. minutes. You followed him? You followed him into the house? Yeah, well, because they wanted to see too. Like, what was it? Bitch, you brave too. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be calling my mama to come pick me up. <laughs> We've. It took a few minutes and we finally walk in behind him. We get to the stairs and he tells us to stay there and he starts to go up. He made it to, I think, the third or fourth stair, and then the whole staircase just fell apart, just fell down. I yeah. can, ex- I mean, I'd expect that though. Right. It's an old abandoned house. Rot. <laughs> yes. It says, and my grandpa was a pretty small guy, but luckily, besides a couple of scrapes, he was fine. But this definitely confirmed for us that nobody else would have been able to get up those stairs. Like, he's a small guy, and he couldn't make it right. up like three stairs, and they collapsed. So after that, we watched the house for hours to see if we could catch anybody like leaving, but nobody did, of course, ever. So I'm like, first of all, I'm glad that grandpa was okay, but I'm like, <laughs> I was like really nervous when I first read it, that like something was going to happen to grandpa. <laughs> no, that's why and I was then, like, no grandpa. And then he <laughs> fell down the stairs and I was like, oh no. But then I like let out an audible sigh of relief when they said he was okay. So cool. <laughs> I was like, not grandpa. 
And then also, I, I would have never stopped washing that house like ever, period. Like, I would have never slept. I would have been like, something is up there. <laughs> Again, mama, come pick me up. <laughs> mama. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so my next story is actually kind of long. Um, it's, I will say it's a Reddit one. So I'll put that okay. out there. Okay. okay. Um, but it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good one. So we'll just get into it. Let's get into it. So for the first half of my life, I was skeptic. I was interested in ghost stories, but I didn't believe in them. To me, it was strange that something that seems so common, like ghost sightings, had never actually happened to me. So nor did I know anyone that had ever seen a ghost. But more on that later on. Okay. The move. In September 2003, I moved into a small one-bedroom apartment on Melrose Street in Lakeview, Boys Town, neighborhood of Chicago. The four plus one building was fairly clean and modern. And once the stress of moving had dis- dissipated, I realized that something about the apartment seemed off. The vibe was skirted. It was just one of those feelings that it just felt super eerie. No matter how much I rearranged furniture and added decor, I couldn't get it to feel comfortable. Now, my previous apartment was like sparsely furnished like with an air mattress bed and I had felt at home in that apartment but I couldn't feel like anything here I also often felt like somebody was watching me but my apartment windows overlooked the open parking garage and across from my windows were the windows of another apartment so I attributed the feeling to the other set of windows and kept my blinds and windows shut it didn't help But I continued to tell myself that the windows were the problem. Okay. Well, the following month, my boyfriend, who's now my husband, so I'll just call him my husband from here on out. Makes sense. And his cat moved in with me. So the next month, we adopted a second cat. And between my husband and the cats and my senior year of college, I kept myself occupied. But the cats often stared at random spots by the ceiling or the upper walls. And at places with, like, no spider insects in any way, like, indicated focus. So it was kind of odd. I'd grown up with multiple cats, and I knew they didn't stare at random spots for no reason. Mm -hmm. Like, they must must hear the the neighbors upstairs is what I told myself every time. Sure. It's possible. (laughs) I mean, it is possible, but but no. (laughs) Well, in the summer of 2004, with college behind me, I had often stayed up late reading or surfing the internet, and my husband worked, so he always went to bed at like 11. But as a night owl, I was often up until one or two. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. He goes to work, so he goes to bed at 11. I'm like, oh my God, why is he staying up so late? (laughs) I know, that's kind of what I was thinking too when I read this. I was like, bitch. (laughs) That is too late for me. There was multiple nights this week, two. One, I had a really bad headache, but there was two nights this week that I was like asleep at 8.30 because I am geriatric. I don't know. So me and my husband go out once a, like literally get away once a year. Go out once Um, a year. (laughs) I should, that's why I reiterated it. We, we get away once a year. Like we'll go, um, stay in a hotel for like a weekend. It's usually our anniversary or something that we can do just us because, you know, we have three kids and we work all the time and all that stuff. Well, he's constantly trying to 
keep me pumped and energized to stay up later than eight o'clock at night when we go <laughs> because That's even funny. at the hotel I'm like I'm tired bitch I never get to sleep like this is my opportunity but <laughs> So it's funny you said that because that's uh, we just got back from our like like this getaway morning, trip or yeah. <laughs> and so um, I did. I think I did good. I stayed up later than than I normally do. Than eight thirty. <laughs> yeah, I was very very tired. But anyways, back to this. Yes. So he went to bed at eleven. She's like, I was often up until one or two in the morning, and at this hour, sometimes the feeling of being watched intensified until Mm -mm. it like hung over me no I don't like I always looked around but I never saw anything and I'm a heavy sleeper so I didn't like leave the bedroom either first encounter one night in early autumn 2004 I went to bed after staying up late again I laid awake for a while and waited for the cats to join me one of them always did and and until I had like a cat to cuddle with I couldn't fall asleep I waited and I waited and nothing. Finally, I sat up in bed and I looked out the open doorway, hoping I'd see one of the cats from my place that I was laying in in bed. And I could see the short hallway and part of the small dining room area. My eyes were well adjusted to the gloom by then. And then like the ambient city lights that came come through the windows lit the apartment enough for me to see everything, which I imagine. I don't live in a city, so right. I can only imagine. <laughs> right. When I focused on the furniture in the dining room, I realized there was something strange out there. It was like a large black mass. No. It was about seven feet tall and it had a vague featureless head, shoulders, and torso shape with the rest kind of trailing off. It hovered about a foot or so off the floor. No. What? It was was the deepest black I had ever seen, like blacker than black. Like blacker than my soul? Like blacker than my heart. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) And the darkness of it stunned me. I could not believe what I was seeing. I wanted to get a better look of whatever this thing was. So I leaned forward in bed and peered hard at it. First of all. No. I would (laughs) not want to get a better look. (laughs) I want to shut all the blinds and then like make more (laughs) blinds appear on top of those blinds. (laughs) When I did this it somehow seemed to know that I was looking at it oh no it turned towards me and when it did I noticed two things oh god it had been looking towards the living room windows before I leaned forward and it had red eyes which came into view as it turned to look at me they were shaped like large almonds and were a vivid red they didn't glow but they were easily visible in the dark when the black mass turned toward me, my confusion kind of turned into like a primal fear. Yeah, fair. Right? Suddenly I felt like I was like an exposed prey animal and a nightmarish predator had just like set its eyes on me. Uh, no. So I froze. Then it rushed through the bedroom door towards me. Mm-mm. What? My, my instincts took over and I ducked under the covers and cowered next to my sleeping husband. I was confused. I thought it, they were looking out a window at this thing. No, they were looking out the doorway. Okay. That's, That's I why said. I said blinds earlier. Like, yeah. No, oh, no, no. Like the lights came through the windows and she could okay. see out the doorway. That's what she said. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I heard window and I was just thinking, okay, we're looking out the window now. Okay. <laughs> I got you. I was like, how did it get into said, the room? It was outside. 
oh, that's <laughs> even worse. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So she's like, I half expected something with like sharp claws to slash through the blankets and rip into me mm-hmm. and nothing happened. I remain remained there as long as I could. Eventually I couldn't breathe anymore. So I put my elbow into my husband's side and leaned <laughs> into it until he shifted. I figured that if he didn't start freaking out, then it was safe to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I'm going to so, wake him. And if he wakes up and it's cool, then I'm good. Which is it. Like I said earlier, okay, yes. I, I like slap the fuck out of my husband. I'm like, go check the fuck out. She's like, I'm just so going to elbow the like, shit out of him. I, I don't cower under the blankets. I straight up slap it. And if it goes across his face, it happens. I'm like, wake the fuck up and go check that out. And of course, he's like, like, what? what, what? <laughs> see, I probably, I wouldn't be all like so aggressive at it, but I could totally see me like, slapping and then like pretending to be asleep (laughs) (laughs) no no I claim that shit here (laughs) so the next day I was dismayed and shocked by what had happened I couldn't stop replaying the incident in my mind I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget any details but I knew that this was something that would stay with me for the rest of my life Uh, yeah I was also in denial though I kept thinking there's no way that this could have happened which I mean I could understand I began to wonder if I was losing my mind. Was the post-college stress getting to me? I was looking for a job, but I wasn't super stressed about it. If anything, I was kind of enjoying the break after four years of college, but still stress can be sneaky like that, right? So I briefly considered that I had seen a ghost and then dismissed the thought. All the ghost stories that I'd read described ghosts as like wispy white things, women in Victorian dresses, Civil War soldiers, and the Black Mass looked nothing like any of those things. Right. And I couldn't even begin to understand the red eyes. If this thing was a ghost, it had none of the charms of old spirits I had read about. Demon. It was like straight out of a nightmare. (laughs) It's not a ghost, it's a demon. (laughs) That's exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) I was a prolific reader of horror stories and anthologies and I had never read anything that featured a ghost or a monster remotely like this before I was terrified and confused second encounter oh oh a couple months it's like an infomercial but wait there's more (laughs) there's more a couple months went by and I didn't encounter the black mass again I had like compartmentalized the experience and is that how you say it is that how you say it yeah okay is that, that, is, that, again. is that my voice, <laughs> is that my voice? <laughs> I had compartmentalized the experience and dismissed it as one off byproduct of delayed college stress I was on my computer late one night when I had the feeling that someone was staring at me from behind no my <laughs> <laughs> that's just my response to everything I'm just like no I do not accept that <laughs> Not that, computer... not that I'm saying you're lying. I'm just saying, no, my, my brain does not want that to be real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my computer faced one corner of the living room. Kitty corner. I think that's supposed to say catty corner. I was like, <laughs> I what? Kitty corner? Kitty corner. Kitty corner? <laughs> catty corner from it was the short hallway that led to the bedroom and bathroom. I turned around and I caught my husband peeking around the corner at me. Oh, he my. had both hands on the edge of the corner and his head was completely sideways. So I only saw the top of his head and his eyes. Mm-mm. It was so bizarre and surprising, especially since he had gone to bed hours before. Was it like when my husband poked his head in the closet door a little while ago? 
<laughs> no, I don't know. I just slapped the shit out of him though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought he was playing like a weird prank, so I jumped up and sprinted over to the corner. It was empty. Mm-mm. The bedroom door was right by it and it was shut. We had a small apartment, so there was no way he could have ducked back into the bedroom so quickly without slamming the door closed. I flung the door open and turned on the hall light, ready to catch the end of him jumping back into bed. But he was he was still beneath the covers. Hello, I said. Nothing. I walked over to him and his face was slack. He was clearly in a deep sleep. So I stood there for a moment, completely baffled. I Uh -uh. knew what I had seen. And it dawned upon me that my husband, who was a heavy sleeper that took his sleep seriously, would never get out of bed and peek at me like that. On the rare occasions, he got up to pee while I was still up. I either didn't see him or he was sleepy and in a hurry to get back to bed. The man didn't play around bedtime. So it took me... (laughs) A long time for me to connect this incident with the black mask. Oh my god. I don't I don't I don't like that. I don't like okay. creepy doppelganger husband. <laughs> I'm not done. I'm not done. There's more. But wait, there's more. <laughs> Third encounter. It was the winter of 2004, 2005. And one night I went to bed and my cats didn't join me. Goddamn cats. (laughs) Damn cats. I lay in bed and waited for them, waited for a while and then sat up. As in the first incident, the apartment was dark, but I could see well enough thanks to the city light filtering through the blinds. And I saw a small shape low to the ground into my bedroom. It was cat size and vaguely cat shaped. But instead of walking towards the head of the bed, like my cats usually did, it went to the foot of my bed. I didn't think twice. I crawled on my hands and knees atop the bed until I was at the foot of the bed. I reached for the cat. I'll pet the kitty and he will realize it's time to stop playing and join me up here, I thought. Oh my God. But as I reached down, I realized that the cat was very black. Blacker than black. Like a black mask with red eyes. And despite the light being strong enough for me to see the carpet fibers, This cat had no features and no gloss to its fur. It was deep, dark matte black, and its shape was cloudy, as if a fog had tried to pull itself into cat form. One of my two cats was a light orange tabby, and the other was mostly white calico. (gasps) Both were short-haired. This was not a cat. What the fuck's your bed? I jerked my hand back and slowly crept back to the head of the bed, and went under the covers. I tucked myself in tight next to my husband. And my racing mind kept me awake for hours. I hadn't been afraid. Just shocked. Again, I was confused at what I had seen. I feel like I would have reacted completely differently. Than just hiding under the covers. I would have like screamed, what are you? And like, <laughs> freaked the fuck out. Or I would have been like, what the fuck is that? Like I would have like made some noise I about that. There, I would have been like, nope. <laughs> I would have like thrown whatever was beside me at it. Like, I don't know. (laughs) I throw my my pillow down, all of it. Yeah, like, it's oh, oh, God, no. Final encounter. But wait, there's more. There's more. (laughs) One night in the spring of 2005, I was sitting on my bed as I talked to my husband. I had just started a full-time job, so I went to bed with him every night. Our bedroom lamps were on, but the rest of the apartment was dark. My husband faced me in the bedroom door as he talked to me. 
He abruptly stopped mid-sentence and began staring intently at something behind me. He appeared amazed and baffled. I followed his line of sight and saw nothing. I could see the short hallway and dining area, but they appeared empty, and I turned back to him. What did you see? I said. <laughs> right? I hadn't, I hadn't forgotten my earlier <laughs> encounter. And although I had told my husband about them, I knew he was like a hardened skeptic, mm. much more than I was, so he wouldn't joke about it. He had listened to my experience, but had nothing to say about them, and I could only imagine what he had thought about them. Nothing, he said. I knew he had seen something, and I asked him again, then begged him to tell me. Finally, he said he thought he saw a shadow move through the dining room area. He said it went from the kitchen area towards the living room and that it blocked out a large black and white poster on the dining room wall. I went into the dining area and didn't see anything, but I knew that my husband had finally seen that entity. No. <laughs> and then um, she did state an afterward, if you want to hear that portion too. Well, yeah, duh. She said, um, we didn't have any other encounters, but I continue to feel watched on and off. And in the summer of 2005, we moved out of the apartment and into an 1870 pre-great Chicago fire coach house. So despite the age of the new place, it felt fantastic and very comfortable compared to the apartment we had just left. It was like an unseen weight was lifted from me. It wasn't until around 2010 that I began to come to terms with the fact that I had lived in a haunted apartment. Once I accepted it, it was like a light switch was flipped. I learned as much as I could about the paranormal. I contacted the Chicago Paranormal Investigation Team and asked the lead investigator numerous questions about experiences. I contacted the Chicago Historical Society and with their help was able to research the history of the property the apartment building was on. Oh, nothing noteworthy stood out for me, but the process of researching the property was very satisfying. I also contacted the large company that owned the apartment building and asked them if anyone else had reported or complained about anything related to the paranormal. I figured that at worst they could tell me no, but they did say that they'd check with the main office and get back to me. And a couple days later, they replied again. Actually, I've been told that they were aware of the situation but haven't had any reports of strange activity in a few years. Hope this helps. So I purposely put myself in situations to experience the paranormal. A part of me hoped to recreate what I experienced despite knowing more and more about the other realms. The logical part of me is insatiable and my quest for knowledge continues. Although that first encounter scared me half to death. Yeah. Now I'm thankful for it because it opened my mind to new worlds. Okay. Okay, that's pretty cool. And really creepy. Really creepy. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I think you just have one more. I've yes. got a couple more. So I'm going to read a few in a row and then I'll let you read your last one and I'll read my last one. Okay. Okay. So I don't know how to start these. I'm always just like, so back in middle school, I'm like, it's not me though. <laughs> <laughs> so it starts back in middle school. I had a friend, let's call her Anne. Anne lived in a nice house, way nicer than my small apartment. So I spent the night there. There were many stories about Anne's house from our other friends that they had told me, and I hadn't really paid much mind to them. Truthfully, I thought they were just trying to scare me. So a few monster energy drinks later into the night, it was just Anne and I sitting in her room. 
right? That's not not good for you, girl. (laughs) Girl. It was about 3 a.m., but that was normal for us in middle school. No, not normal for me. (laughs) That's what kind of normal you live in. (laughs) Okay. She's like 12 energy drinks later at 3 (laughs) a.m. We were just sitting, we were just talking when we heard something from the kitchen. At first, it was just small noises, a clink here, a clatter there. Ann and I looked at each other confused, like her mom was asleep in her room down the hall. The dog was in there too, and her dad worked the graveyard shift, so he wasn't even home. Then we heard a deep bellowing laugh. It was loud. It sounded like Andre the Giant just laughed in the kitchen. Oh, hell no. (laughs) Ann and I are both now terrified. Then we start hearing what sounds like pots in the house start clanging together. And how so, come the mother didn't wake up? <laughs> okay, so Anne and I book it to her mom's room and tell her what's happening. Tell her what we heard. She says, we're just tired and to go to bed. I mean, they did have <laughs> 17 <laughs> right, energy drinks and it was 3 a.m. They are hearing <laughs> literally the grass grow. <laughs> right. <laughs> we decided it was best to sleep in her mom's bed with her. The moment we decided... The dog starts going ballistic. She's scratching at the door and barking like crazy. So my friend's mom takes the dog outside through the sliding glass door in her room. Oh, you've got a sliding glass door in your room? Fuck that place. Move now. (laughs) I was thinking, oh, that's convenient for when the dog has to go outside in the middle of the night. Absolutely not. (laughs) That is an awful place to live. Go on. The dog is still barking, but now barking through the glass like towards the inside of the house nope that that's your cue to walk outside too (laughs) right that is your (laughs) that is your cue to exit the premises next thing i know i'm laying in bed praying to god i said the our father more times than i can remember and i'm not even religious it was just the only thing i could think of to do (laughs) 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 then we felt someone or something touch our legs Nope. We were both frozen with fear. We had our heads under the comforters crying. After a while, we both decided to look up. We could see imprints on the comforter as it moved up towards us. No. It was so slow, yet it seemed to happen so fast. I can still feel it on my legs to this day. After what seemed like forever, we both managed to fall asleep, probably like just passed out from pure fear. When we woke up the next morning, I texted That's my mom. That's a fainting. Right. You, you, that is syncope you've <laughs> experienced. Girl. <laughs> when we woke up the next morning, I texted my mom to come and get me immediately. As we oh, waited girl, for my mom to. waited a whole ass day. No, no. <laughs> well, it's because they passed out from fear. And then right when she woke up, she was like, mom, come get me. <laughs> As we waited for my mom to pick me up, we ate some breakfast. I was drink right. <laughs> I was drinking out of this particular type of glass. It was a glass glass, like it was glass. Oh, how many times can I say glass? But <laughs> that was me, not them. It just says it was a glass. But it had a metal handle that wrapped around the glass. So you could take the glass out from the metal frame by pulling the glass up and out. Oh, okay, okay. But the shape of the glass didn't allow it to fall out of the bottom metal frame, obviously. So you could like pull it out of the frame, but it's not going to fall through it. Okay. All of us were standing in the kitchen, including her dad, 
And then all of a sudden the glass I'm holding, you see it just pop up out from the top of the frame and then fall over and smash onto the floor. So they're like holding it by the handle and it's like something pushes it up from the bottom. It pops out of the frame and falls on the floor and shatters. No. I would have said, <laughs> thank you for hosting, but I will never be here again. <laughs> Since we all stared at that cup for a good 30 seconds before we realized we should probably clean up the glass. Oh, that's what you realized. Uh, yeah, okay. okay. I would have been like, I don't think we can be friends anymore. <laughs> after that her mom blessed the house i never slept over again and Anne liked to pretend like it never happened <laughs> that's why we're not friends anymore right like i would not have slept over also i would have never gone over again like not just sleeping like i wouldn't no no okay so my next one goes i have one that creeped me out so bad so my boyfriend and I were up really late at his house, probably around 2.30 a.m. What's with all these people staying up so late, by the way? I mean, I do too, but. I do not. <laughs> On the weekends, I think that's my problem. It's like, I want to go to bed at like eight o'clock, like I'm an old lady. And then <laughs> on the weekends, because I'm like trying to, to keep up with everything else that I'm doing, you know, during the week. Right. Um, all this you know, school research my small business on top of my employment and all that stuff. Like I, I'm a night owl on the weekends, but yeah, no, it I'm kills not. me on Sundays. <laughs> so probably about two thirty AM he decides he's hungry and goes downstairs for a sandwich. For reference, his room is on the top floor back far right of the house. Okay. And the kitchen is in the front left bottom of the house. So like complete opposite sides of the house. So I'm just scrolling through whatever on my phone. And after maybe 10 minutes or so, I hear a sharp whisper outside the door say, Chelsea. By the way, this person's name is Chelsea. Okay. It scared me so bad. I jumped pretty hard and my phone literally flew out of my hand. I assume it's him getting my attention because his hands are full and he wants me to open the door. Now I'm irritated because of how bad he managed to startle me. And I say, <laughs> okay, damn, I'm coming. And I fling <laughs> the door open. <laughs> that sounds like me. Right. <laughs> And I fling the door open to an empty hallway. I peek in the bathroom. I'm like, maybe he was setting something down to have a free hand and open the door, but nothing. Nope. <laughs> so I go all the way downstairs and into the kitchen and I see his back to me at the counter, still making a sandwich. Also, it's been like 10 minutes. What kind of sandwich are you making, bro? <laughs> <laughs> it's gourmet. <laughs> he is making that thing fancy AF. He is melting the cheese and toasting that bread, girl. So, <laughs> so in the end, as I'm sure you guessed it, he was never upstairs and never called my name, though he did admit to thinking that he needed help getting food for the both of us, even though I had told him I wasn't hungry. And he said that he was like trying to will me downstairs with his mind. No. So, <laughs> so I have a couple different theories on what it could have been because I'm sure that it was his voice that I heard. I think it's slightly worth mentioning. My boyfriend is a little sensitive and we get odd things happen in this house occasionally, but it's really not a common occurrence like it is at my house. We're convinced it's because this house is full of Jesus. So like his mom is a de very devout Christian. She's constantly reading the Bible. She's playing Christian music for the dogs. There's crucifixes above every doorway and other religious stuff filling the spaces everywhere. So they're like, okay, that's not creepy to us. But what really creeps them out is the land surrounding the house. 
inside the house, they have always felt safe. Like I've never been nervous walking downstairs in the pitch black kind of safe. Oh, okay. When I told his mother that, her literal answer was, do you know why? Because this house has Jesus. So this was the end of her original story. And I like had to reach out more because this was from a Reddit user. Because she had said, I had a few different theories about what it could have been. And I was, and I was like, okay, I need to know these theories. Like, what, what, are you, what are you thinking? So this was her response. What's wrong? I hear one of the cats, but I don't know where the fuck they are. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, what are you looking at? Anyway, so this was her response. I'd asked her, are you sure it was like his voice? And she was like, yes, it was definitely his voice in a sharp whisper. She said, theory one is that it was late and I was hearing things, but this was so distinct and I was so startled and so mad that he'd scared me that I couldn't have been hearing things. So that was her first theory. Theory two is that it could have been some sort of spirit or entity known as a mimic, but it was the only experience like it where something had mimicked or impersonated one of us. So when I was reading it, my first thought was a mimic. When she said it was his, definitely his voice, because I've heard about like, oh, yeah, like, like them copying them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like impersonating people or whatever. But then they said that they never really felt threatened and they felt super safe in the house. And so I like second guess myself on that. And then she says that theory three is a bit crazier, but this is this is the one that, that I'm kind of leaning towards. Okay. Even though it's crazier. Because of the way she explains it. So it says, because he's a bit, quote unquote, sensitive, as we like to call it, he always knows things he shouldn't know about the course of mine or someone else's day. For example, I am not a frequent drinker, but my mom is going through a breakup. And yesterday we decided to split a tall boy. I drank maybe half of my half. And he called jokingly saying, what are you drunk? So first time throughout this entire breakout situation that my mom and and I decided to have a drink. It's not like it's a common occurrence or anything like that. Like I'm not a drinker. Like why would you call and ask that? Right. Right. Then when he comes to pick me up, he says out of nowhere, are you, are you wanting to dye your hair tonight? And my mother and I look at each other and just bust out laughing because an hour before that we had a full blown conversation about how I should just do my hair myself this month without overtone and wait till next month to go to the salon. Oh, that's so weird. Right? So she said, these are just two examples from just yesterday of what's like a normal thing with my boyfriend. Is he like some kind of medium? I don't know. I'm thinking, I don't know. So she said, he does this all the time. He's always knowing things that he should have no way of knowing. So her third theory is that he somehow managed to project his thoughts or feelings of wishing I'd come downstairs to help. Oh, because that whisper ultimately led me to going downstairs and helping him finish up and carrying everything up. She said, also worth mentioning, he's usually very sensitive to like spirits and energies and had, and he had some very traumatic encounters as a kid. So there's a lot of reference in his life that allows us to believe these instances are more than just coincidence. Mm. So I'm kind of leaning towards that. It almost, that sounds interesting. Yeah. It's, I don't know if it's like medium or if it's like, I don't know. I'm getting like full on like Jean Grey, Professor X, like telepath oh. vibes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about mutant. that, but no, 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 no. But like, he, I feel like he he might have projected it. Like he'd he'd said himself he was like willing her to come downstairs, and then she he hurt did. him. Yeah, even in a joking way. Right. So maybe he's a witch. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
So I have one more story that I'm going to share with everybody. And it's actually like one of my best friends. Oh my God. Okay. So I have one more also, and it's also one of my besties. So yay. So, um, Stephanie. Oh, hey girl, hi. <laughs> graced us with one of uh her stories and i'll just go ahead and get right into it she says greetings salutations and all that crap cool um <laughs> <laughs> when i was 14 my dad moved to a farmhouse outside of afton oklahoma it was a two-story white farmhouse with red shutters there were two bedrooms on the ground floor and then two bedrooms upstairs along with the laundry room and bathroom to get to the attic, you had to go through the closet of my bedroom. That closet always freaked me out, so I made sure the door was always closed. Since it was an old farmhouse, though, the door would, like, swell during the summer. Yeah. So okay. it would take a bitch to open or close. Right. Without it making, like, a ton of noise, which I totally understand because living in, like, older houses and stuff, we've had things like that happen, Right, too, for sure. Know? For sure. So my dad would always get mad at me thinking I left the radio on in my room when I'd leave to go back to my mom's house when I genuinely never turned the radio on. I did not like being in the room more than I had to because mm. of that attic door. Yeah. So one night I went to bed ensuring the closet door was closed and quickly fell asleep. I had one of those like most vivid nightmares I've ever had where the closet door opened and a clown crawled across the room and then stood up and watched me. So no, I have to stop for a second because no. Stephanie, it reminds me so much of you. Stephanie is petrified of clowns. She does yeah. not like clowns. girl. Same girl. No, <laughs> we, we don't fuck with, we don't fuck with clowns. We actually had um, at our homecoming in town, like we have rides and stuff, you know, and one of the things, one of the new rides this year that they had was like, uh, one of those things that you like walk in kind of like a fun house and you exit in one of those like big turning circles mm-hmm. kind of uh, like grease style like you're the one that yes. I want yes okay but uh it was small like way smaller and on the outside it was supposed to be like a fun house but like a clown fun house that's not fun she, she had even posted a picture of it uh-uh. and was like I can hear my kids already asking me now to go in it and the answer is no Absolutely <laughs> like <laughs> not. no um, so anyways also can I just say how like wholesome as fuck it is that you live in this small town that does a whole big carnival for homecoming <laughs> they do every year in fact this year was I think the 99th so next year it's gonna be probably even more extravagant you know but wow yeah every year that's crazy every year, and I could be wrong on the year it was I don't know I don't really pay attention I know that's awful because I do live in a small town and everyone makes a big deal about big things that happen like this. Um, like they, they have a whole full week of homecoming, just like anybody else, like any other town, but like they do things all week and it's not just us. So there's another small town like near us, um, that in it's independence and they do a week of homecoming too, but it's Neawala and it's always the last week of October because Neawala spelled backwards is halloween well that's pretty cool yeah so that's what like they do a full week of it they do like a play and a big pageant and stuff kind of like us so we do the same thing but we do like a homecoming queen um princess and little miss pageant. They have like pageants and carnivals and all kinds of shit we have like 
this day of the week, you get to wear crazy hair to school. <laughs> this day of the well, week, you get to too. wear silly socks. And like, that's it. Yeah. There's like, there's like a football game, but like, that's it. It's, it's nice, but it's not what it, so when I was in high school, it was completely different compared to what, I mean, it's not completely different. It's, it's all the same concept, but it, I feel like it was a lot more fun back then. Well, that's because um, you were a kid and it was for you. No, so, <laughs> not like that. I mean, like there was a lot more to do. Like they, they had a lot more vendor booze, a lot more things to see, a lot more. Oh, and so kind of- that's on y'all, your generation then, because the older generation did it better and y'all just been slacking for the kids it nowadays. Ain't, it ain't mean. <laughs> girl. But anywho, it's, uh, it's still a fun week, especially to take your kids to and everything. So, so let's get back to this though. Um, so she said, I woke up at 5am scared out of my mind only to find that the closet door was open Mm-mm. and the attic door was open as well. No, she said, I never slept in that room again yeah good However, good girl my sister's experience was far worse than mine oh, so my dad had to go to las vegas for work for a convention and asked my sister if she wanted a house sit for him since she went away to college an hour away she quickly agreed since it meant she'd get a weekend out of her dorm and she'd have the house to herself so it was about 1 a.m and she was watching a movie in the living room when the doorbell all this sudden started just ringing over and over and over again what no so she got really scared and called my dad and my dad informed her that's not possible that there's no doorbell on that house I'm sorry what (laughs) there's no doorbell it was at this point that our German shepherd who lived outside started growling on the front porch and the doorbell stopped ringing my sister there's no doorbell what stopped ringing (laughs) my sister said it took her a solid 30 minutes to get the bravery to go to the back door and yell for our dog to come through the door shut and lock the back door and when powder came she quickly opened the door let her inside and slept with powder that night i'm sorry is the dog named powder because that's the (laughs) cutest freaking thing i've ever heard in my life (laughs) now my dad didn't think much of it until he was at work the next week and was telling some of his co-workers about the stuff that was happening when what? one of his co-workers why why wouldn't you think much of that that the imaginary doorbell was just ringing nonstop? because i would think well, about that all the time he wasn't there though i know but still like i know <laughs> but he was like uh one of his co- co-workers who dad had like never talked to asked specific details about dad's house and then asked if anyone had ever told dad about what happened in that house. What? Being clueless, he said no. And the coworker goes on to say that when he was in high school, there was two teenage girls that were murdered in the upstairs <gasps> bedroom while the oh. parents were gone. What? Apparently, some men acted like they broke down on the highway in front of the house. Oh, my God. Rang the doorbell. <gasps> The girls let them inside to use the phone. They were attacked and murdered. Uh-uh. And after being told this story, my sister never spent the night in that house again. And my dad bought a house in Miami a few months later and we moved. And no. she, she did say, uh, 
she wanted so badly to make a trip back to the house one day and see if the room still gives her the same feelings. But she also said, always lock your doors and keep your German Shepherd close when the ghost rings your non-existent doorbell. Yes. Stephanie. Yes, <laughs> Stephanie, yes. What the hell? So were the murdered ghost girls like ringing the doorbell? Like the like the people that murdered them ring the doorbell? What happened to the doorbell? Why'd they get rid of it? I don't know. Oh my god, that is creepy. Oh, nobody who sells you this house and doesn't tell you this i don't know i don't know but like i know i know that there's like in some places real estate agents like don't have to tell you that kind of stuff but like how unethical Uh, is that i know so i was thinking that too but it actually made me think of i know you don't have tiktok but i have tiktok and there's this one girl that actually uh shares like listings on zillow from like all over the yeah, place yeah. or whatever and <laughs> they're so they're so like creepy like some people are straight trying to sell houses that like have blood stains and stuff that you could still see and no there was one, there was one thing that she found that had a straight up dungeon in the basement <laughs> I saw yes. that one. I saw it on Facebook because I'm old and I have Facebook instead of um TikTok. But I saw that one that was like it was like literally like a medieval fucking like dungeon. Had like yes, had like prison gate and stuff. Yes, it was like there's cells. There was like yeah, yeah. That was that was creepy, but also kind of cool. So, anyways, like, I was like, do I want to buy that house? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> also, just have to say thanks, Stephanie, and everybody else that gave me all of their stories and stuff so. yes yes thank you thank you for all of my stories i have one more and it's from my boo thing aka my work bestie oh my, my work, my work I'm wife so dana excited. i'm so excited to hear this, this one because you've told me that this one is gonna be like crazy well it's just she she told me the story way before like a long time ago and i'm so glad that she like sent it to me too to tell you because when she told me it it like gave me the heebity bidibities like it freaked me out because like oh my god but I was gonna say that she also sent this story into another podcast that she and I both love that I think I mentioned to you before but yes the yeah. my skeptical sister she sent it to them too and they did episode and included it and it was hilarious and if y'all don't know about that podcast it's pretty it's pretty awesome it's two sisters and one's a believer in paranormal things and the other is like a skeptical one so people send them spooky stories kind of like this and the skeptical sister like tries to debunk the story and give like a logical explanation yes as as to why the like i i've listened to them too and it's really really it's great it's if you like like our kind of vibe where we joke around and say you know inappropriate things sometimes too um they're I mean, they're great to listen to. They're hysterical. Like, they crack me up so much. But anyways, y'all should listen to them, but not yet, because I've got one more story, and then you can listen to it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, Dana wrote, hey, ladies. That's, like, the first time I've ever been called lady. (laughs) (laughs) She said, hey, ladies, I wanted to share my spooky story with you guys. I hope y'all enjoy it. Okay, so here we go. My best friends growing up were a set of twins, Brooke and Ashley. And their little sister, Lindsay. I think it's so much more creepy for me, too, because I've met all of these people. Oh, nice. So when we were somewhere around 11, 12 years old, we lived in a cove. On summer holidays, the families in the cove would have, like, cove parties. Obviously, the parents weren't trying to let us kids ruin their good time. 
So we were told to hang out at one of the houses that they weren't at. So they're like, okay, we're all going to hang out at this party. So the kids, you guys all go to that house. We're going to hang out at this house. You knew you grew up in the 90s. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) She said, we live three houses away from each other. And on this night, we were at their house. The twins and I were in the master bedroom and the bedroom window was open. Which, like, first of all, no. Like, shut that window. Shut the window. Right. All of a sudden, Lindsay, the little sister that wasn't the twin, appeared outside the window and says, Mom wants y'all, and then runs off. So the three of us get up. Right? So the three of us get up and walk to my house where all the adults were. We walk up to their mom and stand there looking at her, waiting to hear what she had wanted from us. Right. And she looked back at us, clearly annoyed. She has no idea why we're there. And she says that they didn't send Lindsay for us. Lindsay had actually been with them the whole time. And all of the adults agreed that she never left from where they were. What the actual fuck? Right. So on the way back to the house, I passed the window. That I'd be we- like, <laughs> first off, on the way back to the house, I'd be like, <laughs> can we stick with you? Right. Like, we are not going to could- ruin your good time. Let me just hang like- out. Like, I can hear Donkey's voice right now where he's like, well, I ain't got any friends. I know. I'll just, I'll just stick with you. Right. Yeah. So no, they were like, uh, what are you talking about? We didn't send Lindsay. She was here. Go back to that house. So (laughs) on (laughs) on the way back to their house, I passed the window that we had seen Lindsay at and I felt someone pull my hair like hard enough to yank my head back. This thinking this happened to dana yes absolutely not (laughs) absolutely not so she said thinking girl you need to not go back to that house you should have (laughs) walked you should walk back to yours girl (laughs) well all the adults were at her house go up to your room go hang out (laughs) just hang out be like i will make myself scarce i am gone so thinking it was ashley messing with me because she was the one that was walking behind me i turned around angrily and said why did you just pull my hair But when I turned around, I immediately realized that it couldn't have been her because she had been at least six feet behind me. Fuck no. (laughs) Also, why is she walking so slow? (laughs) Right? Ashley, why are you walking so slow when there was just some kind of creepy ass fake Lindsay running around here? You gotta get your motherfucking ass over here. I'm in the middle. You guys are her. You guys are my shields. (laughs) Something happens. You're going this way and you're going this way. (laughs) So... She said she realized it wasn't her because she was at least six feet behind her. And she also, when she turned around, she noticed that her eyes were wide because she had seen Dana's head jerk backwards. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> she said we and were she walking. Kept walking? Like, well, I, mean, I would have stopped dead in my tracks and been like, no, I'm not walking. I'm not even going close to my house now. Right. Like something just assaulted it. you. Like <laughs> I saw something assault you. <laughs> I'm literally going to burn my house to the ground tonight. It's going to (laughs) happen. So she said that they were walking like up an empty driveway and there was nobody in between them. Like there was nobody at all. Mm. And then that's not the last time that they would see this Lindsay doppelganger. So (laughs) not too long after this, we would have been around 13 or 14. We were all spending the night at my house. This was Dana, not me. Just in case anybody was confused. (laughs) I'm with you. (laughs) I had a queen size waterbed, gotta love the early 90s, and 
we were still small enough that the twins and I could all fit on the bed beside each other. And that left Lindsay just enough room to sleep across the foot of the bed. That's the joy of having a little sister. They always get the most uncomfortable spot for being allowed to hang out with the big sisters and the friends. <laughs> so we were all asleep. The lights were all out. I wake up and see Lindsay getting up from the foot of the bed. She starts moving towards the door. And then I hear Brooke beside me say, Lindsay, will you get me a glass of water while you're up? Lindsay stops and looks at us, but doesn't say a word. She then continues out of the room. Brooke says, Lindsay, a little louder, and then mumbles something about her being a, a, annoying and ignoring her. We lay there talking for a minute, and then Lindsay sits up from the end of the bed and joins the conversation. Oh, fuck. No. <laughs> Brooke and I are shocked into silence and finally manage to ask her how she got back in bed. She clearly had no idea what we were talking about and says she hasn't gotten up. She said she woke up when she heard us talking. There's no way we wouldn't have seen her come back in. And also it's a waterbed. So we all would have like been Belter hit with a tidal me. wave when she got back into bed. Right. Like we would have noticed. She said, we're all in our forties now and we've kept in touch over the years. And luckily none of us have seen her doppelganger again, but we have talked about this many times and all have the same memories of it. Thanks for telling my story, and I can't wait to hear the episode with everyone else's spooky stories. Happy Halloween. Absolutely not. Right? Also, how does Lindsay feel about being copied? <laughs> like, right? I would be like, excuse me, rude. <laughs> There's only one of me. How creepy is that, though? Like, mm -mm. That is so creepy. Those are some really good stories. I got really creeped out. Like, I feel like I'm going to stay awake for a little bit longer because I'm creeped out now. <laughs> <laughs> I literally keep looking at the door behind me. Me too. too me too. <laughs> <laughs> so, All right. Well, thanks everyone for all the stories. And I hope you yeah. all enjoyed the little spooky vibes we had going on tonight. Yes, yes. and this is Halloween okay I'm done <laughs> okay well <laughs> whatever you started the episode like that <laughs> <laughs> just kidding okay well I am gonna go sage my house now and have a good night <laughs> yeah, let's be awkward okay, okay. okay. bye <laughs>